When you put yeah, yourself aside to open up your life to what He has for you, what He wants for you to do, that is worship. are called to be in fellowship with the Father. Today on The Believer's Voice of Victory, Gloria and Kelly Copeland encourage you to allow God to draw you into worship and boldly come into His presence. Here's Gloria. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Kelly and I are going to share some things with you. She asked me to read a portion in this book. By Gloria Copeland. By Gloria Copeland. That's appropriate, don't you think? Yes, okay. She's one of my favorites. Um, no, yesterday we talked about what worship, how you, God dumped, I talked about how my story, yeah. about how he changed me with worship. And um, so we started reading your story because in this book, we're giving these away, but I, want, I found this story about you and worship and what God did to you. So... I started reading it yesterday, but I'm kind of glad we ran out of time because I thought, I want you to read it. Okay. But she did say I could interrupt, so just I'm That's not being right. rude. She gave me permission All right, that I could interrupt. What so got. there you go. It's okay. kind of long, but it's really a good story. I made, uh, obey everything God tells you to do today. Isn't that a revelation? That's a revelation. And then again tomorrow. That's the top of the page <laughs> here. Following the Spirit of God is the only way the church will ever do the job God has called them to do has called us to do. We cannot do it in our own soulish realm. We cannot operate in the supernatural and have our souls, minds, wills, emotions in command of our lives. We must walk in spirit. To walk in the supernatural, we must be willing to go beyond what we can see with our natural eyes and walk after God by faith. We must learn to look through the eye of faith. Now, that is a key. Everything, look at it through the eye of faith, not through, not through disappointment, not through sadness, not through fear, but through the eye of faith. I made this commitment. God, I will do anything you want me to do. Teach me and lead me. At this time, Ken did not have a daytime service, and by direction of the Lord, I started teaching on Friday mornings. I was always already teaching healing on Saturdays, I prayed, quote, Father, we are just giving you this time. We are turning it over to the Holy Spirit. Whatever you want us to do, tell us. I told people to prepare themselves to set aside these days for the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wanted. These services lasted sometimes three or four hours. I just endeavored to teach the people the word and follow the Spirit and minister to the Spirit. I said, God, I will do anything you tell me to do. I don't care what I look like to people. Is there anyone, if there is anyone who has cared what they look like to people, it had to be me. Sister Edder, Woodworth Edder, from days of old, calls this a man-fearing spirit. What am I going to look like if I do this? A man-fearing spirit. I wanted to be dignified and nice. I never wanted to look foolish to anyone. On top of that, I was timid, 
but I reached a place where it was more important what God thought about me than what people thought. Mom, I'm going to break in right here. You, that is worship. You, when you put yeah, yourself aside to open up your life to what He has for you, what He wants for you to do, that is worship. It you is. know, um, the Bible calls, when we make our life a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, yeah. not lay it on the altar to die, talking about, but the, our everyday living is open to Him. That's our reasonable sacrifice. That is our reasonable service to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it is a worship. And what you did, I, I want to point something out here. Many times, what she called a man-pleasing spirit, many times people have all kinds of things on the inside of them. This is what I learned after becoming a worshiper. This is one of the things the Lord showed me. People have all kinds of things on the inside that drive them to need certain things from other people. Mm -hmm. Affirmation. Yeah. We need to please other people in an unhealthy way, like so we feel accepted, mm -hmm. so we don't get in trouble. That can come from everything from, you know, something in your childhood. I mean, just some, some of you know my story. I had an abandonment issue and it wasn't even a real thing. It was when I was almost three and we were in that car wreck. Yeah. And dad put me in the car, long story short, God had to show me this. Because I opened up my life to him to a greater degree in my soul, I let him in. And he showed me this. He knew what's in there. Psalm 19, 12 says, how can you know all the sins lurking in your heart? Well, guess what? You can't. You don't. There was a place in you that needed people to think well of you beyond what you, it should have been. And God just got in there and that quick, you lost that mom. You stopped being, or you got rid of it. God burned it up out of you. You got done with caring what people I thought. I was rather timid, you know. But you know, Where, those things. As my husband is rather outgoing. Right. But those <laughs> things can come from things in our past, but God will just burn them up. Yeah. And that issue of abandonment, if you've never heard it, me tell it, Dad put us in a car after a car wreck and then he turned around and walked back to the accident. And the Lord told me one day, that's where that entered that in. So and once I knew that, I mean, we're I not talking it. like he left her by the side of the road. No, he put mama's in the car. He didn't. He was taking care of the family. But in my mind, that was not quite three. My dad, after this, I was in shock and walked away. And that drove me to... All the issues of abandonment are like insecurity and they need an affirmation. So all kinds of things can happen. Thoughts come in early on that we're not aware of, but God will just drive those. You know, it's the washing of the water of the word, but Jesus is the word. To, Jesus is the word. He'll wash that stuff right out. Amen. And you are not that timid girl anymore. No, I got over it. You don't care what people <laughs> think. In fact... I noted that about you later in my, you know, as a teenager, I'm like, you don't care. One of the things I think about you that I've always loved, as I got older, I noticed this. I'm gonna let you go back to your story in a minute. But I noticed about my mom, like at Christmas time, Thanksgiving time, you know, I'd be like, I think left to my own selfish desires. When my kids grew up, I'd be like, 
I can't believe you're not coming home for Christmas. I can't believe you're not doing this. You're going to ruin my Christmas. That's the way moms can get sometimes. Yeah, that's true. But she was never like this. It was never about her. She's like, y'all go do what you want to do. And then later right. you were like, I'm going to go do what I want to do. <laughs> that you were just free of what everybody else does. And you're, you're really a very, Lord. That's you're a very you to do. inside healthy person. Praise and, uh, you know, I know some in some of your upbringing, you had a wonderful mother. I did. She was but awesome. You had a kind of a harsh grandmother. And she bark at you and what was it she used to say when you'd cry? Well, don't make everybody cry, Kelly. Oh, I know. When I was a little girl, I stayed with my grandmother and she was a German woman. She was she was not warm and fuzzy like some people are. So I, I we were I was sleeping in the same room with my grandparents as this little girl, and I was singing. I was in bed singing. I was happy and singing. And from over here in the darkness came this, dry up, Georgine, dry up. That just makes me want to cry. <laughs> can you see, though, well, how in a how little kid child can be marked, yeah. that could just say to you on the inside, mm -hmm. don't sing. Don't get I out of your shell. I was rather timid, too, for a, a long time. Don't, do you see how that can happen? But God knows that stuff. He'll just right. wash he, that he all away. He gets you out of anything. And I really believe something in that broken you right here. So keep reading. All right. I, I don't know where I quit. long interruption. Let's see. You said, uh, I think it was right in here, you said. I said, God, I will do anything you tell me to do. I don't care yes. what I look like to yes. people. If there was anyone who had cared what they looked like to people, it had been me. Sister Edder calls this a man-fearing spirit. That's Sister Woodworth Edder from days of old, who was a powerful woman. If you haven't read after her, do it. I wanted to be dignified and nice. I never, I never wanted to look foolish to anyone. On top of that, I was timid, but I reached a place where it was more important what God thought about me than what That's people so thought, and that so is good. the way it should be. In those services, God began to show me things to do, and I would do them. Sometimes they'd be little things, but I did my best not to hold back. It does not always have to be something big. God just needs to know that we will obey Him in little things and big things, and He is faithful in that which is least, the scripture says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful in much. Mm. So our, our position is, all of you and me and Kelly, we want to be faithful. We want to do whatever God tells us to do. And I can tell you from past experience, from the word of God, from looking at other people's lives, what he tells us to do is always to our advantage. We always come out ahead when we obey God. So if you're, if you're having a call to do something, to preach, to minister to people, to go to the nursing home and pray for people, do it. Do it. You'll come out stronger spiritually every way if you just do what the Lord tells you to do. Amen. And really, Mom, that you struck something in my heart right there about faithful in the least. To be a worshiper is the least, that is the, that's our first sure. duty. That's the, when I say least, I don't mean it's the least Less thing, important. but I mean 
No, it's the most, it's the, we have to be faithful in that or we're not doing at all what we're, what we were created to do. So it's foremost, Amen. foremost. Amen. And um, we can't even be faithful in the other things without being a worshiper because we that's can't right. even enter in fully until that's... And the same thing's true about spending time in the Word. That's true. That's the key. That's the key. And the Lord will lead you. I've had this thought many times. I don't even think I've ever said it. But the Lord will lead you in what you need. Your worship will pour out maybe in a different way than my worship. You know, somebody that is big and dramatic, God may not tell them to be big and dramatic to worship Him. He may make them just stand still and drop their head because that's getting outside of themselves. Mm -hmm. Big and dramatic is yeah. easy. Well, if somebody is used to like being still and quiet, He may say, you just get all over the place with my your worship. <laughs> so don't assume that somebody has to be big about their worship because there's a place where just being very just being very still and it's not about you and it's not about your actions and your motions. It's easy to get up there as a worship leader and have the right motions and do all this stuff. But make sure that it's your heart pouring out to Jesus right. and you, it's not about what you look like or do I, am I, do I have my worship hands going or, <laughs> you know. So anyway, it can look different to you at different times even. Go ahead, Mom. Help me read so good. Yes, ma'am. One of the things he told me was to lay hands on every person that had not received the manifestation of healing. I had rarely ever had a healing line and I had never laid hands on that many people after I'd been ministering for three hours on healing. When I had finished, I was so tired I could hardly close the service. I had to, I had to have someone else do it. After the next healing service, God told me to do the same thing. But at the end, he said, now rejoice before the Lord. Prior to that, I had said, Lord, I will do anything you want me to do, end quote. I had not planned to rejoice before the Lord in front of all those people. I mean, that's active. Rejoicing, it doesn't just say I rejoice. You have to move, do some moving. But I just turned to the musicians and said, let's rejoice before the Lord. Then I guess I... Uh, I didn't write this in there, but I guess I waited to see what that was going to be. Then the Lord prepared me, uh, prompted me. Now worship me, spirit, soul, and body. Don't just hold up your hands. Begin to dance before me. I had never done that and had never intended to do it. I could have thought, I don't believe I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> but God said it, and I was so committed to obeying Him that I just began to dance before the Lord. And the people joined in with me. We were caught up in our rejoicing and had a good time worshiping. In the previous meeting, I had been meeting, I had absolutely been exhausted from ministering. This time I had ministered about four hours when I began to dance before the Lord. Now this is a key right here. And something happened to my physical body. The Holy Spirit quickened my mortal flesh and all the tiredness left me. The Lord did not say, if you will dance before me, you will be rewarded for it. You will be glad you did. It will change many things in your life and your thinking. He did not say it. That He did not say it was that important. He just said, do it. 
I was so ready to obey him that I followed through with it. You know, it has been one of the greatest blessings I've ever known. In previous meetings, I would be often be so tired that I would hardly make it to the night service. But when I began to rejoice that day, the Spirit of the Lord refreshed me physically. Nehemiah 8.10 says, For the joy of the Lord is our strength, is your strength. That is what rejoicing is all about. All these years have come and gone, and I've already had the physical, always had the physical strength to finish the healing service. And we've had some hours of yeah. laying hands on people. Uh, usually I'm not even tired. It also did something else for me. It released me in the same way from being inhibited to following God. I became uh, quicker to obey God in the other areas that seemed to be, that might seem other foolish or put you in a position where you look foolish. I, it broke an in, inhibition that I did not even realize was there and somehow I became free to follow after God. Do you know what the dictionary says dignity is? Quote, listen to this, dignity. You know, if you're all into being dignified, listen to this. <laughs> Self-position or self-respect, that's dignity. I do not want to be self-possessed. I want to be Holy Spirit controlled. But I am sure that my idea of dignity had kept me from being as free as I should be with the Lord. Mm. Freedom happens when you follow your spirit. You do not always know what is at the other end of an act of obedience. And that is a very, very strong truth. Your primary action should be to please God, not to look good, not to think, am I doing it right? Not to think I might look dumb, but I want to please God. Everything the Spirit of God tells you to do will work for your good. It is always going to be to your advantage. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Isn't that good? So free, let's free ourselves up yes. to obey God. If you see somebody, uh, you might be in the mall somewhere shopping and the Lord tells you to go pray for somebody. Do it. After all, even if you missed God, what would it hurt if you prayed for somebody? You know, get an attitude like, I believe God and I'm going to do whatever He tells me to do. Amen? It's so funny, Mom, because the more, when I began to worship, that was a result. Like, just so free. Yeah, I grabbed the driver at the airport the other day. He had, I was parked in the remote parking lot, so you get on the van at the gate or at the terminal, and then they take you out to the to the parking lot. And so he got our bags out. He had stopped the van. It was just me and um, Kim Stevenson, my friend, travels with me. So he had parked it and he walked our bags and he was really nice. I mean, he was going to put the bags in the car. He was very kind, very helpful. So he's doing all this. And, and um, I already knew the Lord had something in mind because he'd told me to get out twice as much as I normally give the driver for a tip. So I got that out and I thought, Lord, you're about to do something. So we get out and I just started talking to him, talking to him first. He was telling me about his family and I was like, well, do you know, I mean, he opened the door. I don't even remember what he said, but it opened the door perfectly. You know, I'm like, do you know, do you know Jesus? And uh, he didn't. And so I started talking to him. Well, where his van was parked, the people were coming up the ramp 
and they needed to get by. And so he was hurrying up to, and, and I had already started, he said, yeah, he'd pray with me. And I had, I was already praying with him and held his hand. And so he said, well, I got to go. I said, okay, I'll go. I ran. He's running back to his van. I ran with him. We <laughs> prayed on the run and he got in the van going, yeah, and pulled off. But I, it just like, it's, that is worship too. But when you get to be a worshiper, you just get like, I got to share Jesus. And it makes you bold and it makes you tender towards others and it makes you love them enough to offer yes, him this yes. wonderful savior that you've, he's just been so good to you. And when you worship, you said, or when you were reading in there, it talked about walking in the spirit. I just had this thought when you were talking, mom, that it's not just walking in the spirit has a two layer meaning. It's not just that we walk, yes, we walk out of the power of what's inside of us, but we also let the spirit of God into our soul. So we're walking with our soul and our spirit more in tandem mm -hmm. because our spirit's strong and we've led him into our soul with the with word the, and with worship decisions are and made. our yeah. soul becomes strong. Now he's just able to move us in any way. And what you said in your book was like, an act, doing an act of obedience when God tells you something will always be to your advantage. It will be. The reason that is, is because he always is telling us stuff to get us in a place he can bless us. That's right. So whatever That's he good. tells us, it's not just about him or the kingdom. It's going to be about getting us where we need to be. Amen. Getting you It'll where always you need to, to be. Advantage. Because he is fabulously in love with you. And when you become a worshiper, you become fabulously Praise in love with God. Him and your whole life. Um, tomorrow, I want to start with the scripture that kind of talks about these things. Your whole life will begin to change and fall into place Amen. when you become an That's obedient so worshiper. That's good. And you get Him in right place and you in right place. We're looking forward to that, sister. I love your story. Thanks Thank for reading it to us. Kelly and I will be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.